This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources. All available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast. You've tuned in the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we are live right here in Tampa Bay and live across the country on iHeartRadio and Let'sTalkFaith.com and around the world, also on iHeartRadio, but more than anything on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher, as well as Faith Play. Today, we have a show that reaches from sea to shining, oh, how about from the tip of the Mississippi, well, okay, north of there, all the way down to here. We're going to cover the country today. I don't know, I was was looking for something creative, Martha. Not really too profound. All right, so how many of you out there are still wondering how God fits into your everyday lives? Today, we're going to talk with Deneen TB. Deneen's from an area just outside Detroit, Michigan. She recognized a need for Christ-following businesswomen to connect, so she did something about it. Here to tell the whole story about her business and the ministry of Grow From Your Overflow, Deneen TB. Welcome to I Work For Him. Hi there. How you doing today? Well, we're just great. You know, it's it's been so many months since we've talked, but we're so grateful for meeting you back in June in Chicago. And Martha and I just excited to host you on the show today and hear more about what's going on up there in your town in Michigan. What what town are you actually in in Michigan? I actually live in Lake Orion, Michigan. So if you've ever watched a Pistons game before they moved, they used to play at the Palace, and that was my backyard, and so is Chrysler. <laughs> so that's where I live. <laughs> wow. Now, do you drive a Chrysler? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> oh, so you have, wow. Be know. careful. She's being who's listened your, to. Who's you your know. neighbor? I was like, I don't know. Wow, okay. They, they should okay. give neighbors a discount. Okay, all right. So, Denine. As we met in June, we, we talked about, you, you heard from Martha and I as we talked about the fact, wow, we're looking all over the country for women making a difference in their workplace and women discipling other women because there's so many ministries out there that are focused on men, but we really wanted to hear what's going on in the women world. He goes, hey, here's what I'm doing up in Michigan. And we're like, sweet, we have got to do that on the air. So talk to, talk to us, where did grow from your overflow come from? Well, Grow From Your Overflow is, first of all, just my organization. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to help believers fill up on God first so they could overflow in their life in a good way. And when I decided that I wanted to choose or have a target audience, I kind of chose these uh, businesswomen because they were a lot like me, and I was really excited to have God point me in that direction because they really kind of needed that. Because when you connect your faith in business, you have to start with faith, you have to grow, but then you have to overflow. Mm, and I love that because, you know, you can get such a visual, like, you know, the, the filling up of a cup until it's overflowing. And um, it's easy to overflow when you're filling it up. And um, I think there's just so many things that that resonates for a woman. So, Deneen, tell um, our listeners about your business background. Where do you, where, what, what, where do you hail from? <laughs> well, um, I actually have a master's degree in bilingual bicultural education. <laughs> so I was a teacher for many, many years. But about, um, I'd say around 2010, I 
tried to go back to teaching after being in a hiatus for a while, and it just wasn't for me. And I literally heard God say, um, you need to go do that business that your sister's doing. So I started in direct sales, believe it or not. And I went from there because I decided that whatever I do, I have to throw myself in mm-hmm. as much as possible. So I started reading and going to conferences and taking workshops and downloading programs and all the things that I could do. I always tell everybody, I feel like I have an MBA because I have read so much. I mean, some of my favorite people are John Maxwell and Peter Drucker and Napoleon Hill and Zig Ziglar and Seth Godin. So I know the names because I've read and studied and actually applied it. That's what the teaching part does. I take in information, and then I kind of push it back out into the world. That's what I can do. Mm. And you know what? I just I just recognize this connection because of the fact that you were your degree, your master's degree is in education. That um, because I, one of the ways I would describe you is that you are a learner. That is something that I think I learned really. You're a sponge, and you want to learn it, but you're applying it. And now you're helping other people apply it through um, the the work that you're doing. All right, so let's definitely, talk, definitely. let's talk about how you have seen. You know, when, well, first of all, let me just ask this question: When did you first realize that as a Christ follower, your faith should be impacting your work as well, not just your your time as a volunteer at church, not just your time outside of work? But when did you realize that your faith was supposed to be impacting your work? Well. You know, I was one of those stay-at-home moms who homeschooled, and I was volunteering at church all the time. I was in head of committees. I was doing the missions. I was doing drama. I was doing a lot of stuff. And when I decided to go into this direct sales and go in this direction almost 10 years ago, I definitely felt the, oh, you can't do that anymore kind of feeling. And I don't know if it was overt or just what I felt, but I realized that I wasn't going to have time to do all the things that I was doing at church. And I really needed to look at the fact that God was calling me into this for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I needed to understand that. And the more I did it, the more I understood that I could have a great impact in the marketplace, right where I was, whether I was in a networking event or I was in um, with business colleagues or at at a, I was doing party platform. So at a party or wherever I was. I could have a real impact to the outside world that wasn't contained in the walls of the church. And it was just fascinating, the kind of feeling of that freeing feeling Mm -hmm. that knowing that I could do that. So how many years ago was that when you understood that, when you really came to understand and embrace that? Um, Probably around 2010, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was one of those things where... I um, I remember standing in a networking group. Just this probably was probably a couple of years into that, and I remember standing in the group and saying, "I help people connect their faith and business. This is what I do." And I was offering workshops and I was offering retreats and all the things that I do, as well as the networking group. And I had people come up to me afterwards, and they were like. I don't understand this. What do you mean you connect faith and business? What does that mean? I've never thought about actually sharing my faith or even showing my faith at, mm. in my workplace or with other people when I'm in my nine to five. And so it started a conversation and it started an educational process for a lot of people to understand that they could have a real impact by making friends with people 
and having those real key relationships in the workplace that could bring others to Christ. All right, so what does it look like for you? How have you seen Jesus impact your faith and your work? Well, um, right, this is really funny. I am in the process of really transitioning into a huge work. I started with my um, Grow From Your Overflow with personalized faith plans, which were to help believers understand how to incorporate their faith in a, in a way that maybe was not traditional as far as going to church-sponsored Bible studies and things like that. I really wanted to connect with their personality and help them to connect to God in a real big way personally. But now what I have found is God is asking me to go into another area where He wants me to help women specifically understand how He's already equipped them by what He's given them to live out the vision or the business calling that God has for them. So, for example, what is their personality? What are their strengths? What is What are the spiritual gifts that he's given them? And so that is what I call myself an equipper. I'm, I'm you know, positioned to help equip people to look at what they're doing, where God has them, and to teach them how to serve God right where they are every single day with the gifts and skills and expertise that he has given them. Well, and that's really where Grow From Your Overflow really came from, right? I mean, that, that's yeah, where you're, definitely. And, your, and your whole idea for your, your networking group, I mean, all of this comes out of that, hey, I, I need to help equip people. Help, I, really, what, you, what I'm hearing is you're helping people understand their equipment. And how, did, how did God uh-huh. set them up to be? I love that. That is a great yeah, way to look definitely. at it. <laughs> So, Deneen, we are so happy to have you on the air with us. And about halfway through this time, we're going to talk about your new book that we're excited that will be coming out. But not yet. We want to get people suspenseful. That's right. I'm just baiting (laughs) them a little bit to stay tuned. But um, I want to just talk about the fact that you saw a need for a specific kind of networking group in your area just for women. Um, What did you you see that led you to um, begin doing that? Well, I have to say it was a selfish reason to begin this. I was selling a product that was for Christian people because it was um, home decor items and hospitality items. And I was wanting women that didn't have to call home all the time to ask their husband to spend $40. So upfront, honest transparency there. But what I found when I started hanging out with these women was I really started to hear their hearts. I heard that they were alone. I heard that they were stressed. I heard that they were guilty because they couldn't do the things they, quote-unquote, thought they should be doing at church. And I really wanted to, like, get get the guilt away from them. Mm -hmm. I always put the shoulder thing, you know, I want to take that guilt away from them. And I really thought... This is what they need. They need a place where they can be authentic. That is probably, I know it's a buzzword right now, but it's really what women are craving. They're craving a place where they can be safe and they can be encouraged and supported so that they can be their true selves. And that's what I think that the networking group does. It provides that first level of relationship that they need for support and encouragement to go and do what God's calling them to do in their marketplace. You know, I think you're so right, because as women, when we're juggling so many things, the one area that I know I am guilty of is letting go of some of those authentic relationships just because I feel like I don't have time for them. But they're the thing that really keeps us going to make sure that we stay grounded in so many ways. So um, it's neat that you're providing that environment for it. 
So what is Christian's Christian Women's Network? Sorry, I started, yeah, yeah, Christian Women's Network group. What is that group all about? Tell me tell me what's happening. So when people go to your okay. website, I know you got you got tabs for different things. So when they go to growfromyouroverflow.com, they'll see Christian Women's Network. Yes, and they can click right on that. They can click on the events tab as well to see anything that's going on. I actually have my, my a meeting tonight, and the meeting tonight is what we call our networking and mastermind meeting. And like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. And what we do, besides just the regular networking of getting up and talking about our businesses, we split into smaller groups, and we do what I call wisdom circles. And each participant gets 10 minutes to throw out their business challenge and really get ideas from the other participants in the circle to really have an idea of how to move forward with that challenge. And we've had business challenges and personal challenges alike. And I think it's really great that they can put that out there and really walk away with an action step. Because I always ask at the end of the meeting, what are you going to do about your situation? How are you going to face this or solve this problem that you're having? What's your action step leaving? Well, what, what are they talking about, though? What are, what are some of these issues that they're facing? Well, some of the issues that we're facing, um, we've had things from it's like, I need a babysitter because I have to go out, to um, I am launching a new product, and I'm not sure if I should do it in this way or that way, you know, in different, in different environments. Or they look for how to have a better way to present themselves, even when they are at networking. So we have the gamut of of different kinds of problems that everyone faces, whether it is in a networking situation, having a new product, where do I find my ideal clients, how do I get on social media, those types of things. So one of the great things about that is what you said just that sets you apart is the fact that you're they're getting some personalized input and really being able to take that and do something with it when they leave there, not just rubbing shoulders with people and learning about other people, but really helping them to go that step further to grow. I love that. Right. And then there's also the part part that is accountability because um, we have a Facebook group and, and we have other times of the month that we meet and I can ask, hey, how's that going? How is that, that step you said you were going to take going to be? How's it happening? Um, we have an empowerment lunch each month, and then the members that become members, they also get a webinar from me each month. And um, we have a Bible book club that we do. Right now we are doing a book that you may know. It's called Marketing Like Jesus. Mm, yes. A, that is one from of From this our, really great guy, Darren Shearer. <laughs> that's one, one of my best sellers. I, I would tell you it's in the top 10 of the books that I recommend to Christ followers in business, Marketing Like Jesus, absolutely in the, in the top 10. Uh, I, we spent six months in our small group, our, our business small group studying that book. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay. So here, what, what do you see, Deneen, as the biggest problem facing women in business? The biggest problem, I think, hmm. is that authenticity, is that showing up to be authentic and not to hide themselves mm. and who God has called them to be in their marketplace, in their workplace. It's, it's the problem of having what I call the seamless life. So many times we're compartmentalized. We put God in a box. We don't take him with us. We are different when we're in the boardroom than when we're in worship or we're in the PTA meeting or wherever we are as women. We compartmentalize. And I think that our biggest 
problem, the biggest thing we face is being authentic and being ourselves so let's, wherever we are. So let's swing back then to your groups then. How are you and your groups helping those women to become more authentic? Well, I think that having the support and encouragement and knowing that they're not alone and that there are other women who have their backs, who are like-minded, who are there so that if they have a problem, they can pick up the phone, they can reach out and text them, whatever. That is the first step. Mm -hmm. Someone allowing them and saying, you can do this and I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm going to put, and, and I put the tools in their hands. I'm like, you can say this. You can say no. Oh, that's a big one. You can say no. <laughs> you know, we all need I a coach that can help us with that one. <laughs> exactly. That's fabulous. Exactly. So let's um, highlight again your website, which is growfromyouroverflow.com. And I'm assuming if people go there, that that's where they can find out how to join your group and more information about um, getting connected with you. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm also on Facebook. Yes. Same thing, Grow From Your Overflow. Um, and, of course, we have our group, Grow From Your Overflow um, Christian Women's Network group. And But you have to say my last name, so I'm going to say it. There you Janine Troop Buitrago. Troop Buitrago, because, you know, we're business. I'm on LinkedIn. I help teach people LinkedIn. So I've got to go to LinkedIn. You would find me at Deneen Troop Buitrago. And I know that'll be in the show notes. Yes, <laughs> yes, it will. It will be on I Work For Him. And I would have said it, but I was just so, you know, intimidated by it. <laughs> Buitrago. That's okay. Buitrago <laughs> is not one name you actually say very often. No, but when Troop, people, pretty easy, though. Okay. People hear it going on. They're going to they're gonna know who it is now. Buitrago. Yes. Or is it, or mm-hmm. is it Bu... bu I Okay, yeah, Bui Trago. We're just it's going to hear like that. Troop, you got you got to do the whole thing. Troop, Troop Bui Trago. Hyphen, Bui Trago. Yeah. Bui, Bui Trago. Bui Trago. Yes. Troop, Wonderful. Bui yes. Trago. So, we got it now. Let's talk about Now this. we've said it 7 times, people will remember it. Let's talk about this <laughs> yes. this project you've been working on that we're so excited to talk about. We just have a couple minutes left in this segment. So, tell us about what you're working on. Okay, so the book is called Clarify 12 Principles to Illuminate Your Calling to the Marketplace, and it profiles 11 real women from the Bible that actually live, Mm -hmm. and then the 12th principle is our Proverbs 31 woman, and each of them is connected to a principle for business, whether it's building relationships, um, creating your reputation, knowing that God called you to work. Those are all the different things. So can you believe, I mean, there are some names that people don't know. Mm -hmm. But what's even more exciting is that it's a book that you can work through. It's going to give you questions to answer about how you feel about this principle and applying it to your business. It's going to give you a prayer activity to be able to pray through that as well. And then it's going to ask you to write a goal for that principle and the action steps that go with it. So it's a truly blend of faith and business. Yeah, and I'm so excited to to for people to know about it because of the fact that th- there's all these women that we can learn from, and God decided they needed to go in the Bible. So that's really yeah. awesome. So, so let's just, you know, in, in 30 seconds or less, pick one of the most random women that you picked out of those 12 women of the Bible. What was what, What's one of the most random women that you grabbed? Okay, I could tell you, Pua and Shifra. Okay, and what, what was significant about them? What were we learning from them? They were the um, head midwives before Moses was born that Mm -hmm. Pharaoh um, said that they should kill all the baby boys as they're being born. So this is before Moses. Mm. So they implemented all of the things for the Jewish nation, for the Hebrews, so that they were the first resistance 
of Pharaoh. And so their principle is I do, I make choices and I do what is right regardless of the consequences. And so they chose to follow God and what he said based on their values Exciting. and not what Pharaoh said. <laughs> Deneen Troop Buitrago from GrowFromYourOverflow.com. GrowFromYourOverflow.com. Thank you so much for being an iWork frame and sharing just a little bit of what's going on up there in Orion, Lake Orion, Detroit, Michigan. Thanks, Thank you. Deneen. Here, here's, here's the question for today. How many of you are wondering if God can use you at home? I mean... Everybody understands that we get what we're starting to understand to get the connection between what we do on Sunday, what we hear on Sunday, what we do on our nine to five. We talk about that every day. But what you hear on Sunday and what you do in your quiet time, we can see how it fits in your work life and your after work life. But what about where you live? Do you live where you live intentionally? Would you be willing to consider a mission field in your town where you live intentionally? Today's show. Second half, Sean Bailey, Regional President of Apartment Life right here in Central Florida. Now, Apartment Life is, Sean, all over the country, right? That's correct. All right, a little closer to the microphone. Apartment Life's right here in the country, all over the country, but right here, Sean's from Central Florida. We've got in studio Whitney and John. We're not going to give out their last names. We want to protect them. They're in a witness protection program. <laughs> but, but Apartment Life is a national organization helping Christ followers find mission right where they live even if they need to move. So that's right where they live. Sean Bailey, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. Great to be here, man. All right, so let's talk about Apartment Life, and then we'll start hearing Whitney and John's story. Yeah, what, what's Apartment Life all about? Yeah, Apartment Life is uh, is called to transform lives in apartment communities. And so essentially our goal is uh, to love on people, to literally be the hands and feet of Christ in apartment communities all over the country. And by doing that, we solve a problem both in the business world for the apartment community, because people love where they live and they want to stay there longer. Mm -hmm. And then also in the kingdom, 95% of the people living in apartments have no connection to the local church. Wait, wait, say that number again. 95%? That's correct, 95%. North American Mission Board came up with that a couple of years back. Did they make up the number? You think it's a real number? No, it's a real number because, I mean, especially in Central Florida with a very transient community, you yeah. got people left and right that they don't expect to live here for long, let alone lay down any kind of roots. And so... They're not going to plug into a local church. They're not going to plug in all that. And especially since the demographic is widely ranged, uh, but mostly concentrated on the the college, the post-college graduate is moving into a community, lots of millennials there. Well, they don't they don't live under mom's roof. They don't have to go to church anymore. And so now what do they do with their lives? Well, we go do whatever I want to do. Now, last time I had you on the show, we talked about what you were doing, but we didn't. There was some concern about, hey, we don't really. Did the apartment complexes know what you're really up to? Absolutely. We're loving on their residents. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we're, that's what we're building community. We're building community. And it just happens to be that we're building community and the people that are helping build the community go to church. That's exactly right. Do they know that part? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's what they know. <laughs> that's what they know. And, and okay. we're, we're a faith-based nonprofit. So we're, we let them know we do this Well, they can look believers. you up online. Absolutely. It says it right there on our website. Easy and it's on your shirt. So if they see your shirt, they can look it up online. Absolutely. So okay. they know that. <laughs> All right. So why did you get involved? Uh, I got involved because God was calling me out of a pretty large mega church uh, in Orlando. Loved the church, still love the church, but just could see how community was missing and a strategic way to get into the city uh, was was really what was on my heart. And God said, hey, here's this organization. They were coming in at the right time um, where they were just launching Central Florida. And they said, look, here's a strategic way to get to the lost in your community. All right. So let's talk about the mission, the strategic mission of Apartment Life, because I, I think I understand it. Yeah. But... I want to make sure you say it clearly. So Absolutely. 
you're trying to get people to move into apartment complexes? Absolutely. Tell, so, me, tell me how it works. Well, move in there, already live there, tell us that they're there, all the same thing, right? So uh, apartments essentially are becoming, in most major metros, 50% of the population in those cities. So really? So very strategic okay. opportunity to get in those. In Tampa, you see skyscrapers and apartments going up everywhere, yes. right? So so the need here is basically how do we get the, get people in those communities to just start you know, building that sense of community, get people connected with one another, and then the goal is, yeah, we want to connect them to the body of Christ, but let's say they don't want to come all the way to church. They're not ready to darken the, the, the walls of the <laughs> church. How can we love on them where they are? Well, you know what? We can, we can throw a party on Friday night, and we're going to invite all of the residents to be a part of that. And with the high rate of suicide, depression, the fact that 51% of apartment residents don't know another resident by name says that they're disconnected from one another. Right. So our goal is let's connect them in some way. That's step one. That's baby step. And What's funny is, is that step is also the step where people go, wait, you're a Christian? Wow, I've never really met a Christian before that just was cool, like just hung out with me like this. Well, maybe maybe if I can hang out with you, then maybe I could come to your church. Maybe I could be a part of that. But, you know, that's that's a good goal to have to maybe get them down to, and get them to the church. But step one is let's get them in community with one another, loving on each other. All right. So your need. So how, how do you build a mission team? How do you build a mission yeah, team? Yeah, how are you building a mission team? I mean, you you identify. I mean, let's lay it out because yeah. this is. I when I first heard about this, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! This is awesome. I know we both we're both very pumped about it because it's just brilliant. I I, I on so many levels. So awesome, thank you. Yeah, so a mission team is a husband and wife, um, usually that are you know at least over six months since six months married or so we don't want to wreck the early part of marriage let that honeymoon kind of happen uh, you never want to sign up to be a missionary and, and do that early so the goal is basically find a husband and wife that you know have a strong reputation in the church that the pastors love them see them as uh, future lay leaders or something or maybe they're even empty nesters who have been lay leaders great bible study leaders and they want to go live this out a little more missionally but they're not ready to grab the passport and go to africa right now but they want to do it somewhere locally so that's what it mostly looks like. We do do singles as well, um, except it just helps that when they're married, they have a covenant with one another. I'm a business right. guy. My business plan is you identify first, you find an apartment complex that that's wants right. to increase their retention. That's it. So it's about retention. Yep. And then you say, hey, we can help you with that that's by right. helping build community. Yep. So here's how we're going to help you build a community. We're going to bring couples in that will live in your community. They'll help build community. You got it. You're hired. And so, so they come in, they help build community, <laughs> but you do the recruiting a lot of times out of your own church. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So and you're working with churches all over the country. All over the country. All right. So you're grabbing couples. And you're moving them into communities. They've got they've got a game plan. They're trained up. These are people that are vetted and trained. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, they're so they're training before they hit the ground. What's their commitment? How long do they got to commit to live in the apartment complex? Two years. Two years. So two years. Whitney's giving me two. I thought maybe Whitney's saying peace, brother. Okay. <laughs> two years. So they get two years. They come in. They build community. They're connecting to the. They're getting supported by church. A lot of times they get to live there for free, right? Because they're coming in to build community. Or they get reduced. there's a discount. Uh, we'll, Whitney's we'll going. It's very small discount. <laughs> Whitney's saying. Well, the reality is, it's Whitney, not, you'll get your chance. Don't if worry. you're not called to do this, it's not worth the rent discount. That's the big thing. Is when okay. people so come it's in, not right. it's not like they're going to get reduced rent. That's okay. right. They're so not looking for they're housing. Have to live and somewhere. what can I do to get it? They're, they're already yeah. looking. They're no. already living. They, they're going to pay for rent. So they might as well pay for rent and be intentional. Is what you're saying? That's exactly right. Okay, so they're they're living intentionally. They're being trained how to live intentionally. They're building community they're making friends they're holding parties they're getting supported by their church that's what apartment life's all about transforming the community of an apartment complex that's it and what's the average size of the apartment complexes that you're in i mean how many residents 300 to 400 units so that's somewhere around units. 900 to a thousand residents okay all right now you brought in with you today whitney and john yep uh, uh, and there are you guys sharing a microphone you guys are sharing a microphone yeah. no fighting let's introduce whitney first <laughs> all right 
Talk to me about who Whitney is and what she's doing, and then I'll ask her some questions. So Whitney is actually one of our teams or a team member. Uh, uh, her and her husband are actually right around the corner here, less than a mile away from your studio. So it's right here in Tampa Bay. Right here in Tampa Bay, okay. West Shore area, and they have been loving on their community. How long have you been here, Whitney? Five months. Yeah, five months now. So she is green. She can give you all the story of how— She doesn't look green. <laughs> she's, she's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's why we brought her. She's great. So, Whitney, talk about, so did you live in Tampa Bay before you decided to get connected with Apartment Life? We lived here for exactly six months, and we moved into our current community about three days after that anniversary. Wow. Okay. So, where are you from? My husband and I moved here from Portland, Oregon. (laughs) Wow. Because you just couldn't stand all the perfect weather out there all the time? Is that the deal is? (laughs) No, they were looking for as far far as they could drive. You just get, wanted yeah. to see yeah. how the re- well, how the good what the good life is like with ninety degree temperatures all summer long. So good. So, so good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you moved here from Portland, Oregon. You know, there's phenomenal things going on in Portland, Oregon. You, you might have to go back. That's another show. Yeah, that's another show. Talk to me about how'd you hear about apartment life? Um, well, my husband and I were looking to move to Tampa and our friends that we were actually going to be joining here to support their church, their growth or their um, mm-hmm. growth of their own ministry. Um, they met John that's over here on my right. And they said, hey, so we met this really cool guy that is a part of this awesome thing called apartment life. And you move into this apartment and you get to just live community, live life together with these residents. And you should really look into it. So we did. And we learned that Apartment Life really does value a team to be there for at least six months within the city, which we actually agreed. We needed to know the city a little bit more, have our bearings. Um, plus, Sean did mention this. Um, when we moved here cross country, we were only we had celebrated our four months of marriage. Oh, wow. So we were young. And um, and so we knew we needed a little bit of more groundwork. Um, so literally within six months of being in the city, we told John we want in. And we got placed within three weeks or so. I mean, it was fast. Wow. Um, obviously, that's not everyone's story. Some some folks wait months. But well, I've been pushing Sean to get this exploded <laughs> in Tampa because this is this is awesome, and I'm so glad you guys hooked up. So you're living on you're living on location here in Tampa Bay. Yes. And you got a full time job somewhere else. I actually have the luxury of working from home, okay, but my so, husband works full time. All, right, all right, so well, you're working full time from home. It sounds like I mean, that sounds like a job. Okay, but you were. What is what does it look like as you're moving in this community? What does it look like building community? What so far have you been able to do? How long have you been there? Uh, this is literally our, our fifth month in okay. the community. Five months. How many people uh, have you met by name? How many people do you know by name already in your complex? Easily three hundred. Wow. How many of you wow. living out, out there and living in apartments know three of your neighbors, yeah. not 300? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn how to live intentionally, let's just say you don't own a home and you're renting. Why not rent with intentionality? Why not rent and learn to live out your mission field right where you live? And we've got Sean Bailey from Apartment Life in here. Sean's the regional director. Is that what your title is? Regional Regional, president. regional super dude. Whatever. Regional <laughs> president of apartment life. He's just whatever. I, I dude. encourage you. I, yeah, well, Lead we're going we'll go you, with that. we're going head to head right after the show. Apartmentlife.org. Apartmentlife.org. Check it out. If you're renting, why not rent with intention? Sean, what churches are you guys partnering with here in Tampa Bay? Uh, we actually just left a, a meeting with uh, great folks at Gulf Coast Community Church over there in St. Pete area. And okay. So, 
Uh, it was good talking with them. John, you got uh, you got all the church John, partnerships. John, sneak in next to the microphone. Right talk, about, t- talk about which one of the churches you're working with here. Yeah, I personally work with the Arbor Church, and they're supporting three teams right now with us, so that's exciting. Um, Aletheia Church up in uh, Wesley Chapel area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wesley Chapel. A lot of uh, church plants. But, yes. you need, but you need more churches. Always need Are teams. there more complexes that you need to put people in? <laughs> yeah, we've got like five on the board right now that we're just waiting to be built out. They're in... They're in construction phase right now. I know one right so, on 19. All I, see, all I have is the elevator shafts done. And they're... <laughs> yeah, that's Okay, so you you say that you're waiting for it to be built out. So how many apartment complexes do you have that are like, we want in on the team with apartment life. We want a team here. How many do you have waiting? Like, how many apartment communities do we have? Uh, waiting for a team to move in. There aren't actually any. He just filled them all. He did a great yeah. job. Yeah. Way to go, John. He's doing Way his to go, job. John. All right, yeah. and John, you live in one of these communities, right? You're That's you're right. you're a mission team for apartment life. Yes, right. My wife and I. Yes. All right. How long have you been doing it? Two and a half years. All right. Wow. So you made it past the two years. That says something. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, how's it been? It's been awesome. We uh, have been church startups in church startup for the last twenty years. And we had an opportunity to come down into Tampa and, and work with some church startups coming into downtown. And the first question was, how do we live down there? How do we get to know the, the community? How do we connect with people? And a friend of mine who's doing church startups in Denver actually put me onto Apartment Life. I'd never heard of it before that. And I started looking into it, and I realized, wow, this is amazing. This, mm-hmm. this for me, is a more true to the New Testament model mm-hmm. of church mm-hmm. startup than what we typically do and typically how we train pastors these days to start new churches. Um, so we just jumped in full bore and, and two and a half years later, we're just thrilled to be a part. So what kind of impact have you seen on the community as you were, have been there for that two and a half years? Um, what kinds of differences do you see apartment life making through your ministry? You know, one of the things that stands out to me is when we first arrived at the community, nobody said hello to one another when they Mm -hmm. walked by in the halls or in the parking Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I were just very intentional about looking people in the face and saying, good morning, Hello, how you doing? And now anytime you walk through our community, people naturally engage one another in that simple communication, which I think is just a basic thing, but it does seem like a basic thing, but you know, in apartments, it's often not even designed for community. I know our daughter lived in one this last year, and it's like you did, you never saw anyone. The way they did the doors and the hallways and the elevators, you literally could come and go without ever seeing anybody. Yeah. So to create a sense of community can take a real effort. Yeah, it took, it took it. a fire for them to actually meet their neighbors. <laughs> yeah, wow. well, that's a whole other how many story. Units, but... <laughs> John, how many units are in your uh, complex? 312. 312. And that's in what town? Right here in Tampa, right in it's downtown. In Tampa. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Wow, high rise. You don't like the penthouse floor? Is that actually right? we're actually a mid rise. We're eight buildings over a two block. Nice two block area. Okay. All right. So, what is the biggest reason? I mean, you, so you're now in charge of the Tampa Bay area for apartment life. Correct. Six okay, months so ago, you're I looking, took that role. You're looking for, uh, you're looking for apartment complexes to yes. build community in, and then you're looking for families that want to actually build community. Yeah. Couples that want to build community. Connecting with the industry, connecting with teams, connecting with church partners. That's kind of my my threefold mission. Yeah, and it's really hard, actually. In the apartment industry, uh, there's not a lot of believers that are stand out there. There are, there are some um, that, you know, they're at a high level, so getting them to impact, like, being a part of something that we're doing like this mm-hmm. is pretty hard. Um, but I, I would like to say there's folks like Kelly Rayburn at Graystar, who has just been an amazing uh, woman of God for us. We actually had our fundraiser at her house a couple weeks ago. 
and to see how she personally is affected by the ministry that we do. And all she really does is say, hey, these guys are good people. We should look at this. Mm -hmm. This might be something for our communities. And to see that we're on more than half of her communities in the Tampa Bay area already, um, we need more people like that, Jim, in the industry to step out and just say, hey, not just because I'm a believer, should we do this? But I'm a believer. Let's take a look at this because our product is will speak for itself. Well, right. talk about let's let's look at the business numbers in this thing. When That's you right. bring a team in, like John's been in his, his complex for two and a half years, what kind of I mean, what is building community? How does it benefit the complex? So retention, like you said before, is the biggest driver, right? So what's the average retention in a complex? So on average, they're probably retaining 50%, somewhere around there. You're doing good. On an annual basis, renewals. Yeah. So on an annual basis, we increase that by three to 5% in the first year. So that's $100,000 to a 300 unit property. So we can give them literally $100,000 back to their net operating income just by having two people throwing parties and loving on people. Very, very simple. Who supports the price of the parties? The, the property pays for the whole thing. Okay, all right. So then second year, what does it look like? Second year, we can continue the upward trend of that, but what you're going to see is their turn cost is what begins to change. So every time somebody moves out, it's $4,000, right? Well, if less people are moving out and families are growing bigger, the people that stay there actually begin to upgrade. So they go from the, the one-bedroom uh-huh. unit now to the two-bedroom unit, maybe three-bedroom unit. So the, the the people begin to make more money off just the same, the same people that were already there, mm-hmm. and they get rid of all of those turn costs that they were spending before from everybody that used to move out, not to mention all the marketing and everything else they spend just getting them there. Right. Okay. John. That's a huge trickle yeah. effect because you even think about the fact that if they know if they're going to upgrade and go to a different apartment within the same complex, they're not going to trash the place That's when right. they leave the one because they're still a renter. So there's even, you know, just that trickle effect plus just being able to smile and look people in the eye. What yeah. a great you thing. smile, look at people in the oh, eye. yes, you do. <laughs> Well, and really, we look at in our own neighborhood. We've had to do the same thing in our neighborhood. We mm-hmm. live in a neighborhood of 30 townhomes, and it's been because Martha's been the president for a decade. We've had the opportunity to infiltrate our neighborhood mm-hmm. in all ways. It's an, it's been amazing. But we got so John, you're looking to expand here in Tampa Bay. Where do you need some? I mean, where are you going to go next? Because I want to make sure that we're connecting churches, people that are listening today. We need to give them specific. Just like how to get steps. a hold of them, maybe too. Well, well, I mean, apartmentlife.org, they'll, they'll they'll get that done in order to find you. But where do you want to start next? Where do you want to have apartment complexes next? Yeah, we actually have some things opening up in the Wesley Chapel area, New Tampa area, which are, we're excited about. We have some things opening up in Sarasota mm. in the new year. Oh, you're going to go south about. of the bay. Yeah, okay, we actually right. just got a grant for that, which praise God for that. Uh, we can't announce Great. exactly who gave it to us, yeah. but a foundation in that area supported us to be able to get us down there. Probably the Sarasota Foundation, but we're not going to bring that one up. Okay. <laughs> All right. okay. And some more also in Pinellas County. So I would say, need, I mean, those I would say let's rescue my county. Come on. Pinellas okay. County yeah. has got a lot of great people in it. But I mean, so we got to be intentional. So you need some church connections, right? Yes. You need apartment connections. Yes. And you need people willing to live intentionally on mission where they live. Correct. So if people want to get a hold of you, Sean, you'll connect them with John. That's this number. Absolutely. This is your number, right? Just, yeah, just call that number on all three of those Call accounts. this number. Talk to Sean Bailey, 407-557-6100, 407-557-6100. Talk to Sean Bailey and get signed up. If you're renting, why not rent with intentionality? All right, back to Whitney. Whitney, pull that microphone nice and close. All right, so you've been... On location for five months. Yes. You and your husband. Yes. What's his name? Mark. Mark. We didn't give John a chance to you know plug his wife, but okay. Mark. All right. <laughs> Whitney and Mark. Okay. So what kind of impact are you seeing already? You know 300 people's names. Literally, if they walk by you, you know their names? 
Yeah, pretty much. I personally, so I have to see them about three times okay. to really have it in my head. But it's easy when you make it intentional, right? Going to the mailbox is not just going to the mailbox. It's keeping your eyes open and smiling at that person that you walk by. Um, and that doesn't go for the neighbors. That goes for the maintenance crew. That goes for the leasing office. Um, I can't tell you how much those people go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that take our trash out and they get... They get so degraded on. Um, so it's really looking at them in the eye, saying their name, saying, good morning. How are you doing today? Do they get invited to the parties, though? All the time. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, because those maintenance people are living on the oh complex? I have one of um, one of our maintenance guys. He showed up to my poker night. We were doing a fundraiser for St. Jude anyway, Children's Hospital. <laughs> church people on the poker night oh, yeah, awesome. at the apartment complex. Yeah. Sean, we've just eliminated all the back. <laughs> it's all done. Yeah, but he, he came so proud, so excited, um, brought some awesome drinks to, to share with his community, and you just saw that beautiful imagery of, of maintenance crew sitting with their neighbors. And just sharing that time together was huge. And everyone looked at each other going, wow, this is fun. Why don't I do this more often? So can you speak real quickly to what John was saying about how this is the the early church, the New Testament yeah. church being played out? How does that speak to you? Oh, my goodness. Um, can I just say, Mark, my husband, is really big on um, talking about the disciples. How did Jesus build up his disciples? Mm-hmm. Um we get to be built up as a married couple, being disciples for Jesus together. And this is some of the best training for that that we can ever have asked for. So just on a personal level, I get to learn how to walk with with my husband. Hey, Sean amen. Bailey, this is an amazing ministry. Next time we got to do a whole show. Next time we got to do a whole show. But thank you for being thank you for being on iWorkRim. Thanks for bringing in John Appreciate and Whitney. It. it was great. Apartmentlife.com, apartmentlife.org. Excuse me. Thank Give me you. your phone number again. 407-557-6100. If you are looking to live with intentionality, check out apartmentlife.org. Put your faith into action right where you live. You've been listening to iWorkRim with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.